Hello again and welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor from Grandview Baptist Church here in Kitchener. I'm Stan Fowler, also from Grandview Church and Heritage College and Seminary. Stan, uh, can't help but appreciate the fact that during these days, as we're locked down, um, there's only so much that we can handle as social beings, and people are reaching the tipping point, and we're seeing, at least as I read uh, and see things on the screen, uh, medications are up, suicides are up, uh, just general signs of uh, uneasiness in our society. And so I thought maybe we would talk today about how, how can the church believers be encouraged and be encouragers so that we help each other get through this? I think we should be doing that anyway, but now especially uh, if we're not doing it, there are symptoms. And so let's talk about um, how to get through this emotionally, spiritually, and maybe some other ways. Yeah, these are really strange times, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember how um, astonished in some ways I was, even last summer when we weren't all that far into um, the pandemic and the current issues. And and there were stats indicating that between March and June, I think it was, of last year, one quarter of young adults in North America had actually contemplated suicide. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, yeah, these are depressing times in many ways, but but it seems a whole lot worse than I guess than I even realized. Well, certainly as believers in Christ, we, we have to start with understanding that God, Christ, God, God, is, God in Christ is providentially ruling this world. God is not surprised by anything that happens. I mean, I, I would say even biblically, there, there's a sense in which God is, I mean, God through the risen Christ is the shaper of our history, not just an observer of our history. And and so some people would say you just made it worse. I just made it now worse. He's part I, of the problem. I, I, I know, I know, I did that. But you know, that's why the problem of evil in this world. I mean, how can this world be what it is? Um, it's it's a problem because of our high view of God. If we didn't have a high view of God, we could say God's doing the best He can with a runaway world. Give him mm-hmm. give him a break. Cut him some slack. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, one of my favorite biblical texts for a long time goes back to my days as a seminary student when I heard one of my professors, who was an outstanding preacher, S. Lewis Johnson, preach Revelation chapter 5. And, and it's this wonderful picture you have he- seen in heaven, and there is God the Father with this seven-sealed scroll in his hand, and the question is asked, who is there who can break the seals and open the scroll? And nobody in the universe is found who's able. And John says, I started weeping. And then he saw a lamb standing that had also been slain mm-hmm. 
the risen Christ. And he is declared to be the one who is worthy to take the scroll, to break the seals, and unfold the flow of history. The, the ascended, risen Christ at the right hand of the Father, in fact, is the one in whom all things hold together, the one who is the sovereign controller of all things. That doesn't mean that everything that happens is good, morally good, or the perfect thing, but it does mean that in some sense, the risen Christ is not simply observing what happens and coming along to help us somehow deal with it. He, he really is the providential ruler over all that. And I know in some, at, at one level, as you say, that kind of creates the problem. But stop and think about it. Do you want the world as it is without the risen Christ in ultimate control or with him in ultimate control? I don't think that's a hard question to answer. That's a starting point. I mean, it's not, it's not all that is to be said. But, wow. but it is a time for us to stop and think, okay, am I really prepared to affirm that God is the sovereign ruler over the flow of history? Well, when you think about it, the alternative is that there's nothing. It's chaos. Um, it's the survival of the fittest. That's and right. There are some people who would say that, well, that in and of itself is a, a good principle. We can count on that, that uh, process to bring about good things. And they make a God out of that. That's where they put their hope. It's, it's flimsy, but people seem to want to believe that there is something that is guiding uh, their providence. Now, we who believe this, that God is good and that God is sovereign, he's powerful, Sometimes it doesn't matter practically in our lives. We don't seem to make the connection between that scene that you just described and the despair that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, we don't. Um, (laughs) For that, explicitly, we need to move on from Revelation 5 to Revelation 6, where the, the risen Christ begins to break the seals and open the scroll which, which I take it is about history coming to its conclusion in this age. And one of the seals, uh, fifth seal it would be, includes plagues. So it's, it's not as if the risen Christ is simply observing it mm-hmm. in, in some ways providentially in control of mm-hmm. all that. Now that's a powerful reminder that we, we, it's an opportunity to remember there's a difference between God's providential will and God's moral will. Mm-hmm. To say that all is contained in God's providential will is not to say that everything is finally good in every sense. God brings good out of evil. Mm-hmm. And so while I affirm the fact that God, the risen Christ, is in control of all these things, I can still lament this is not good. Mm-hmm. The pl- a, a pandemic is not good. People suffering in isolation is not good. And, and so I need to find a way, we need to find a way to trust God in the middle of those circumstances and help other mm-hmm. people to, to find joy somehow 
in the midst of what now is a very frustrating and and depressing kind of life when we think about how great the problems are Mm -hmm. and how few solutions seem to be on the horizon. I see that when Jesus weeps at the tomb of Lazarus. Yes. It's a, it's a genuine weeping. I don't think people say, well, it's fake crocodile tears. He knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing, but at the same time, he weeps over the, the, the temporary victory that sin and death has over someone that he loves. And he knows that he's about to, he's already encouraged Mary. He says, Mary, don't you believe um, that I'm the resurrection and the life. Oh, yeah, I believe in the resurrection. One of these days, he says, well, I'm going to give you a little piece of that right now. And I think that's the key for uh, we who live in this uh, fallen world to just open up the window of heaven and say, um, there's a little bit of that that I can, I can feel that sunshine on my face right now, something of the future that I can experience and hold on to right now. And so while I mm-hmm. weep, like Jesus did, it's not without hope, like what Paul says. Right, we grieve, but we don't grieve without hope. I, I sometimes think about um, Romans chapter 12, when, when Paul is just sort of speaking a, a series of things that are the, the practical outworking of love for one another. It says, you rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes in our present situation, I find what I have to say with someone is, yeah, it, it's not good, is it? I mean, I understand the frustration. We all feel the frustration. Sometimes we think, I don't want to make things worse. By, they don't mean me blubbering all over them. Uh, I've got nothing to say. I'm just going to say it wrong. And so we just leave them alone. Yeah, when in fact, we ought to weep with those who mm-hmm. weep. I mean, sometimes it's fair to say, you know, I don't have any easy answers to it. I don't, I don't know anybody who does have any simple answers to it. Um, in this life, we have our tears, we have our troubles, we really do. As believers in God's promise, we have hope that there's a better day coming, but we don't know when that is. And... We don't know uh, if God is going to deal immediately with with the particular concerns and needs that mm-hmm. we have. We don't know God's timing. We can pray about it. We can ask him to intervene quickly, but we don't control God. We don't we don't know his timing and sometimes mm-hmm. we have to help people recognize, you know, it's it's okay to express lament and say, "Lord, I don't understand What's happening? I don't understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I got to confess, I wish you were doing it differently. But I'm trusting you yeah. somehow, even though I don't understand. Yeah, I love the psalm where David is at a time of disorientation in his life, and he, he didn't understand why the wicked prospered until he goes into the temple. And something about being there where God manifested himself, that he pondered the the fate of the wicked. He just got a a God perspective of everything and it reoriented him. It didn't change the circumstances, but he just said, okay, God is saw, he's working out his will. I don't know why I didn't see it before I came into this place, but there's something about being there that does that. And I, I wonder, it's a wonderful thing to phone someone, give them cookies, 
some, a, lot, a lot of those little things. But maybe one of the best things we can do is to remind one another of these things. Um, a scripture verse, a, a promise uh, to yeah. gather together as much as we can right. and sing the songs that send shivers up and down our spine so that when we leave the gathering, uh, like David, we're reoriented. And I think that's what happens when we gather, and it doesn't happen enough right now. No, it doesn't. And and it's why we rightly long for the opportunity to regather as we have normally been able to do. I mean, you and I both agree that in the present circumstances, we're okay to make the best of it. But this is not the best of it, what's happening now. And I mean, it's not the best. The best yeah. would be to be able to go back to some kind of normalcy. But But we do try to find ways. I mean... We're Zoom people now, right? Yeah. We we connect in that way. Just last night, my wife and I were part of our life group that meets via Zoom mm-hmm. right now. And, I mean, four of the six other people in the group are people we have never actually been in the same room with mm-hmm. yet. When this life group was formed, we became part of it. And and we only know each other on screen, but we are connecting and we're in it trying to equip each other to deal with the reality of life that we're facing. So we've got to find creative ways to do it. There is hope, yeah. but we, we need to find whatever ways we can to remind people that we have hope for the future and therefore we can have peace in the present. You know, here at Grandview, when Jacob uh, leads in worship, such as it is, you know, or he'll sing a song. Depends on the song, but it's it's a tonic to your soul. Right. You know, here's here's a guy that we know. We love Jacob. Got a good voice, and he's singing and just listening to that. It's 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 good. Uh, I discovered. I'm not a. I'm embarrassed to say I like Gaither music now. It was. I'm, I'm there, but I found them on YouTube. I, I just they've got a YouTube thing, and I'm I'm they're singing songs about heaven, and I just it was so good to hear it sung beautifully and it's true, and I and I long for heaven or the new earth as we talked about right very recently, and it's just so good to hear that, and we need to remind each other to stir one another up with the hope that we have. Yeah, we need to say, you know, this this world is not all there is. This yeah. world is not what it was at the beginning. It's not what it will be yeah. when God redeems creation. But God is at work moving us in that direction. And and in, in a variety of ways, God enables us to encourage one another to say, God is still in control. God is at work. We don't understand all the ways God is at work. But we, we believe the God who gave his son to redeem us will give us all good things. Yeah, and if anyone's listening, if you're listening to us right now and you just had a bit of a boat uh, with despair, we want to encourage you that um, the promises of God are certain. and He is sovereign. He's good. And uh, we'll live to the day, I think, when we look back on these times and we see the wonderful things that God has done that we were unaware of. So we have every right, and you have every right, to be encouraged today. Thank you for listening to us. Keep on thinking and trusting. God bless you. Bye-bye.